get it, dog. I'm a man. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. I'd be sitting on a firecracker. And suits so fine, they made Sinatra look like a hobo. It's a fantastic day for the United States of America. It's the Bill King Show. Red 7. I don't know what Red 7 means. Brought to you by Omni Nashville Hotel. Fifth Avenue, downtown. Hot Rock. That's what we call a sack lunch. I do have a very particular set of skills. Skills that make me a nightmare for people like you. Competition isn't going to be a competition because the darts just killed a mountain lion. Am I am I on to this? Do I understand this? <laughs> oh, it sure seems that way, Bill. Uh, it sure uh, broke the broke the internet around Mississippi. I guess um, Jackson Dart's dad, Brandon Dart, tweeted uh, a picture of himself and Jackson, and Jackson holding a what appears to be a very, very, very large uh, mountain lion, I would say. Um, I'm not up on all the big cats. I'm up on the little bitty kitties. I have way too many of them. But uh, anyway, so not a better way to end the break for Jackson Dart. He said, big year ahead. This time it's different. So not sure what that last statement means, but uh, definitely uh, I think it's had, uh, oh, several hundred thousand views and got folks all abuzz. Here's the quote, and Evie sent it to me overnight. I hadn't even seen it until she sent it to me. Some people talk bleep during the off season. <laughs> Others just handle their business, and then it's a picture of them holding that big line they killed. Now, is he talking about Spencer Sanders? I, you know, it's a that's a really good question. I mean, I've been keeping an eye on the on all the message boards, and you know, I mean, that's that's what folks uh, seem to seem to be talking about. So it's it's like I say, it's uh, you know, it's really got everybody wondering what he's talking about. So, and I haven't seen any response from Jackson himself to that tweet, but his daddy sure has an opinion. Hopefully, Jamie Howard is telling his son, stay out of this. Stay yeah, away. Yeah, yeah. I would be willing to bet so. I would be willing to bet so. So, um, yeah, nothing nothing from the, the Sanders camp or the Howard camp thus far. But uh, I will definitely let you know if there are any other animal sightings of any kind. That may be the most interesting quarterback room over the spring into fall camp because you and I talked about this, Evie. Spencer Sanders is coming there to take that ball. 
Dart's not going to give it away easily, and Walker Howard's not coming to just sit around. So whatever <laughs> happens there, and, and let, look, Lane Kiffin's doing his job. His job is to make that room as competitive as it needs to be. He felt like it needed to be more competitive, thus the two new entries into that roster. But that one's going to be fun. Yeah, I think so. You know, I've had so many people ask me, is he sending, is Kiffin sending a message to Jackson Dart? And I don't think he's sending a message to, to Jackson Dart specifically. I think he's, he knew, as you say, that there needed to be some improvement there. And he set out, you know, in the best way that he could find to ensure that that would happen, whether it's going to be that Dart has competition and he steps up even farther or, uh, you know, Sanders wins the job. Sanders has come out saying, you know, people ask me why am I going there with just one year left and an incumbent, and basically his comment was, I believe in myself. You know, I believe in myself and I'm going to take the job, going there to take the job. So it's really going to be interesting to see. But, you know, Kiffin told us after that Texas Bowl loss in December you know, he said, we're no, basically no position is safe. And, and I mean, he, he meant coaching, you know, coaching also, he's going to have some coaching changes, which he has. Um, but I think that you're right. He's just looking to improve across the board. Jim up in Ramsey, New Jersey has a couple of questions. Wants to know about coach Partridge. Of course, Pete Golding is now the defensive coordinator there, but is there a backstory to that? Um, you know, I don't know. I think, um, I think that there probably is, and we don't know about it yet. Um, you know, the interesting thing with Kiffin is he's very much, he follows his mentor, I guess you would call Nick Saban's, uh, guidelines, which seem to be, you know, we don't talk to the assistants. I think we talked to Chris Partridge. We were allowed to talk to Chris Partridge, one time last year, and that was media day. And so much like Saban runs Alabama, we're not, we literally get no contact with the assistants. So it is, it's kind of like, the, you know, Saban's one voice, one program. That's exactly what it is with Kiffin. So, you know, you, you either got to sneak little tidbits of info here and there, but um, I think Kiffin probably respects, although, you know, maybe some of my, Kevin Hagan and some of my Bama friends might disagree, but uh, Pete Golding's abilities and um, is looking for a little bit of a change on the defensive side of the ball. And I wouldn't be surprised, you know, Ole Miss has had a couple of players, Tysheen Johnson and uh, Davison Igbenosan, star defensive players, enter the portal. And a lot of folks, believe they did so because of Chris Partridge leaving. And so it's going to be interesting to see where Partridge ends up. Partridge, historically, Evie, has been known as a good recruiter. That's probably it. Yes, very much so. He's got a lot of contacts up in the Northeast. You know, Ole Miss was pulling in kids from Philly and New Jersey and, you know, the, that area. And uh, But let's face it, I mean, in the <laughs> Golding brings – contacts in the southeast that you just can't you know he's he's got phenomenal contacts and especially in the state of louisiana and um so i think that they're definitely partridge is a good recruiter um but i think you know golding golding will equal that 
Jim also wants to know about a player up from New Jersey. He is the area defensive lineman Tywone Malone, who's a 300-pound yes. D-lineman. <laughs> yes. Um, Taiwan is also a star uh, on the baseball diamond. Yeah. My yeah. goodness. <laughs> you know, if you watch yeah. video, there was his mom actually tweeted one a uh, couple of couple of days ago of just him swinging the bat. And I tell you what, there's a lot of power there. I look for look for Taiwan to to probably have a breakout season this year. Um, in fact, Ole Miss Baseball Media Day is today. It starts at 11:30 this morning. So a lot of folks in Oxford excited about kind of the unofficial beginning of the season for the defending national champions. Yeah, nobody can hold a preseason press conference with a national championship recently. That's that that's yeah. that's hard to do right there and they're doing it today. They're doing it today. They're doing it today. So it's going to be exciting to see what uh what Coach Bianco has to say, a lot of, I mean, yeah, Ole Miss lost uh, bench Graham and Elko, and, and that's going to be tough, but they've got a lot of returning kids. In fact, one of them, Jacob Gonzalez, the shortstop, is the number number five overall draft prospect, uh, is ranked by MLB.com, so that's going to be fun to watch. They've got a lot of returning kids, and I will definitely make sure we find out um, what's going to be the the uh, look for uh, Taiwan Malone. What do we think is going to happen with him? So I'll make sure we, we ask Coach Bianco that question. Yeah, just projections for baseball now and the draft months down the road, obviously. Lots of games to play, lots of at-bats, all that. But either Dylan Cruz or Chase Dolander, LSU, Tennessee, as the number one pick, and then Gonzalez in the top five. So there's three SEC kids right there. Man, isn't it? You know, it's crazy that I think uh, from what I've seen, LSU is pretty much ranked number one in the preseason, most of the preseason rankings with um, Tennessee right behind at number two and Ole Miss in the top five. And, Boy, you know, SEC baseball, you just you just can't beat it. I heard you talking about baseball the other day or last week, I guess, and how you kind of gotten into it. And, boy, I mean, SEC baseball is just so fun to watch to me. It's deeper than the football league. It is. It is. It's amazing. It's, it's, uh, yeah, it's hard to believe. Um, it it is, and I'm I'm really excited for it to get going. I mean, the first game doesn't start till February 17th, but like I say, you know, it makes us feel like we're getting closer since media day is today. And Ole Miss, um, you know, definitely lost. And boy, losing Dylan Delucia, you know, that was tough. But Ole Miss has had three pitchers uh, named SEC Pitcher of the Year to the to the watch list: uh, Hunter Elliott, Jack Doherty, and a freshman. Keep an eye on Grayson Sonye, a right-handed pitcher freshman who's just something else. So that's going to be exciting to see. Ole Miss Evie with us, the Rebel Walk. Question here on Twitter: Is there anything else Ole Miss needs or is looking for as a transfer? Yes, defensive lineman, defensive lineman, and defensive lineman. So. Um, I think we actually have a, a list up at uh, therebelwalk.com slash portal, and folks can go and see kind of who's, who's coming and who's going. Um, but definitely I think defensive linemen is still an area of need. They've done a really good job 
getting uh, what I thought to begin with, I thought we needed wide receivers, thought we needed offensive linemen. They've handled that. Um, interestingly, in the on three rankings, uh, transfer portal rankings, Ole Miss is number three. Uh, the average player ranking of a player leaving is 68.6, and the average ranking of a player coming in is 82.21, and that puts them at number three. So I thought those numbers were really interesting. It looks like Kiffin's doing a good job in the portal again, but definitely defensive linemen he's still looking for. Speaking of cryptic, a current A&M D lineman who fits that category mm-hmm. tweeted something, or on Instagram, I should say, something about portal looks interesting. Then he came back with a buddy in a picture and said he's maybe he's I don't know what to think about. Yeah, Walter what is Walter Nolan doing? I mean, to me, I, I think it's like you say. I think there's you know there's a little something there. There, that's just an odd thing to just tweet. EB, have a fantastic weekend. We'll see you next Friday. Thank you, Bill. Thanks for having me. Home is EBB and Jellic Tones. Next week, we'll be transitioning from Ole Miss EB right after the break to Kevin Hagan. That's next week, not this week. Omni Nashville Hotel. Tender Mac Bowls are back. We start with a three-cheese blend to make our delicious mac and top it with chopped hand-breaded tenders and Colby Jack cheese. Try the Tender Mac Bowl meal or the Buffalo Tender Mac Bowl meal, both served with Texas toast and a medium drink. But hurry, they're only around for a limited time. Download the Slim Chickens app to order and earn rewards. Are you tired of your current vehicle? Maybe looking for a new or pre-owned vehicle? Hey guys, it's Zach. Hayes Nissan of Rivergate is the best choice for your vehicle needs. Located at 1550 Calton Pike North in Madison, Hayes Nissan of Rivergate has been serving the Middle Tennessee community for over three decades. That gives you confidence that Hayes Nissan of Rivergate can find the perfect vehicle for your lifestyle and your budget. Their friendly and knowledgeable staff will make sure you are taken care of. I should know because I've seen it firsthand. Every vehicle I've purchased has been from Hayes Nissan of Rivergate, and I love the entire process. Now, I don't want you to forget about their award-winning parts and service department. It has everything you need to get you back on the road. Go visit them on the web at NissanOfRivergate.com. They're open there 24-7, 365 days a year. Or give them a call at 615-865-7220. Again, that number is 615-865-7220. That's Hayes Nissan of Rivergate, where your dollar always goes farther. When you're away from home and you want down-home cooking, Kitchen Notes at the Omni Nashville Hotel is the answer. Excellent, fresh, and local, just like Grandma used to make. Start your day with a Music City omelet and some prime rib hash. Or a cast iron waffle with Nashville hot chicken. For those wanting variety, hit the biggest breakfast buffet in Music City. And, of course, the world-famous Biscuit Bar. Start your day with the fresh, local, and down-home cooking of Kitchen Notes at the Omni Nashville Hotel, 5th Avenue, downtown. We're going to get 
into our routine with daily Tennessee jackpot. You got a dollar? Let's have some fun with it. Let's get those numbers going. How many are we picking? And one. And two. And three and four and five. Let's go. All of us Tennesseans are having fun now. Let's play and play. Work out a win with drawings every day when you play Daily Tennessee Jackpot. Only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. The Jim Rome Show. I get a lot of vacation. I understand that. However, I don't take a lot of sick days. The, these things are not one and the same. That was not like I worked eight straight days or I worked Super Bowl Sunday. I think I'll give myself a day off. I earned it. Hey, and by the way, I could because I have those days. I pride myself in not taking sick days. I hate that. We usually grind through it. But honestly, it was the right thing. In that case, it was the right thing. The Jim Rome Show. Weekdays 11 to 2 on Nashville's Sports Radio. King is the king of college football and his sample size is large. Just ask him. something to talk about i'd say if you ask me any random day bill what's the one thing that comes to you most this particular day i'd say the last couple of days it's been the alabama coordinators alabama fans are antsy they know it's probably going to be a good hire both ways but they want Immediate news. That's not the way Nick works. Now, maybe we get some news soon, real soon. But that's not how he works. I've talked about this. No reason to rush. I mean, if if we're two, three weeks away from now and they don't have an announcement, I don't care. Because the whole point is to nail the hire. Not to speed things up because some kid may be waiting on you or something. First of all, the recruiting class is done. It was... A fantastic haul for them. All that's done. Back to working on all the new guys, right? The next wave, which you've already been working on prior, but I'm just saying that's where your attention is. Getting the coordinators expedited is not the right way to go. If you're Alabama, getting it right is the only way to go if you're Nick. And... The Jeremy Pruitt topic hasn't faded at all. It's gotten hot. It's gone cold. It has returned to hot, etc. But it's not fading at all. And what happens there will be interesting. If he does end up as the coordinator, that is a very good hire. Matter of fact, that's the easiest transition they could possibly make at that position. I mean, he's been there several times. 
Knows all about it. Knows all about it. Was playing at MTSU. Originally was in the borough. Yes, where Jeff in the borough is. That's where Jimmy Pruitt started his playing career and then transferred to walk on down at Alabama. That would be a easy transition for Jeremy Pruitt if indeed that's what happens. And it seems to be, at least at the moment, getting warm. No cab up in Chicago. Says, Bill, I gave you the SEC natties yesterday back to 1990. And he's talking about, now you're talking about baseball, right? Yes. I believe you're talking about baseball. LSU 6, South Carolina 2. South Carolina did it. Those were back-to-back too. Vandy 2. Georgia, Florida, Ole Miss, Mississippi State 1 each. That's 14 in 32 years. Next closest is the Pac-12 with 6. Yes. Let me repeat, I started saying this last year, and I mentioned it again yesterday. As good as SEC football has been, as a dominant entity, national championships, people getting drafted, all of that, notoriety, eyeballs, all of that. Big Ten right up there, yes, absolutely. SEC baseball is better. It's deeper. It's way deeper. There's nothing in football that you could compare to SEC baseball when it comes to depth. I mean, all those teams, Mississippi State and Ole Miss, have the most recent natties. Ole Miss last year, the year before Mississippi State. Vanderbilt the year before. South Carolina's down now in baseball, but they had that run back-to-back. LSU, historically, and they're favored. They weren't very good last year. Defensively, they weren't very good. Their bats were inconsistent. They certainly did not have the pitching. They went nuts in the portal. And they're picked by pretty much everybody at the moment, number one. We'll see if that holds, but right now, on paper, it looks nasty, looks wicked. Tennessee and some of those number two. My point is, there's not a football league, including the SEC, nowhere near as deep as SEC baseball is with threats. And again, baseball's a different sport, too, where certainly anybody could win a game. Not in football, not in college football. It's not the same. And certainly not when you get to playoffs. But it's deeper. Now, of those teams, who could win a national championship this year? Unclear. I think LSU, Tennessee, Arkansas is a juggernaut of a program with Coach Van Horn there. Always a problem. Got to remember, Texas was ranked number one in last year's preseason. They're about to be in the SEC. Is Oklahoma, I know Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State's ranked somewhere in what, in the top five, top ten preseason? Stillwater, Oklahoma State. Now, Oklahoma baseball. I know softball is, Oklahoma softball is off the chart. 
with championships. But what about Oklahoma baseball? They pretty good. Anyways, we know historically about Texas in baseball, and they'll be in the league here in a couple of years. But any number of threats to win it all. Now, is Vanderbilt a threat to win it all this year? I don't think they are. Now, they they transitioned that roster some. They had some spots on that roster that, frankly, Tim Corbin had to have some difficult conversations with, right? And that lefty kid out of Georgia, I wouldn't trade for hardly anybody. He's He's got to be their star pitcher. They don't have any – I don't think they have a close number two to him. But they're bringing folks in. They had another good recruiting class, the ones they were able to keep. But – Certainly, they've got LSU up there. And even though Tony Vols, Tony Vols is literally replacing, due to them leaving, going pro, what have you, every starting position. Let me think about that. First, second, short, third, outfield, every starting position that I can think of, other than their three starting pitchers. And they're ranked number two. Jonathan checking in down in Ocean Springs, Mississippi. Says Pruitt was a head coach, so he'll be dealing with a suspension and a show cause. The suspension is a bigger deal. It is likely going to come down to right around the season started. And he's likely to be gone about a half season. He said the play is to bring in someone like Leonard that will be gone after two years anyways, bring in Pruitt as an analyst. Then when Leonard leaves after Pruitt serves his suspension, promote Pruitt to defensive coordinator. Jim Leonard up at Wisconsin has been a very good defensive coordinator. He looks like he's about 18 years old, too. I think he's 40 or something, maybe older. If this guy walked in a restaurant, sat down and said, I'll have a drink, they probably, they'd have to card him. But he's a very good coordinator, yeah. And I've seen his name mentioned there, and I don't know what's going to happen. But that would be, if, if that's who they brought in, that would be a good hire. Now, I don't know. Jim Leonard is a Wisconsin guy. I don't know if he has to be up in that region of the country. You know, everybody has their place. Some people don't really care. I've had coaches tell me I can live anywhere. I don't care where it is. doesn't matter to me. I've had others say, no, 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 I want to be in this certain region. I don't know if Jim Leonard's got to be up there in that region or if anything like an Alabama opportunity is presented to you. doesn't matter. You go. Adjust to living in the South. I don't know. I don't know his thinking there. But that would be a really good hire. Kevin in Mule Town. So Bama's going to hire a coach with a five-year or longer show cause. Don't see it. Well, as he said, now, again, we don't know what's going to happen there with that, but would he be brought in as an analyst? Because let's face it, let's face it, uh, you can cut a lot of corners 
with analysts. Jeremy Pruitt can be brought in as an analyst. No, he's not the coordinator. And have a big outcome, output on what happens with that defense behind the scenes, even if he's not, quote, on the field. By the way, they are discussing a rule change which would allow analysts to be on the field during practice. Now, folks, that's happening more than anybody knows anyways right now. But they're talking about making that a new rule to where it's legal. Don't know where that is in the advancement of that new rule, but that has been a recent discussion, and there are people who feel like it has a chance, a good chance to get passed. Right now they have clear definitions for on the field, your 10 right there on the field, and then clear definitions for the analyst, even though, again, that's blurry. That line is crossed all the time. But they're talking about lifting that. That means Alabama could have 100 coaches on the field during practice. (laughs) And 70 of those are former head coaches. Maybe 80. That That would be funny. Kevin in Dublin. That'd be Dublin, Georgia, not Dublin, Ireland. Who would have ever thought that canceling late-season midweek games would propel Ole Miss to the Baseball National Championship? Yeah, teams were doing that. Didn't A&M do it too? Late in the season. Now, you you better feel good about your, your postseason possibilities, which they did, but – to preserve arms and everything else, and you're playing some meaningless midweek, late-season game down. Some teams would cancel those. Now, here's my point. You've got 11.7 scholarships, 11.3, whatever the number is, right? And those are all split up. But you have about 30, 35 people on the roster. Why not just play that game with guys who never get to play? Don't worry about burning up arms. Don't burn up any arms. Throw people out there who have stayed with you, been loyal, never get to play, and let them play. Who cares about the outcome? I mean, that right there, I mean, everybody's got 30, 35 people on their roster, and probably 20 of those at least don't ever get to play. Now, you've got you've got to obviously go down your pitching staff because you got your starters, you got your relief people, you got your mid-inning guys. So a lot of those guys will get some love here and there. But just regular position players, some of those guys, big chunk of them never get to play. Right? They sit there four or five years and hang out, do God's work, and then they're gone. Just out of loyalty. Why not just play them in a midweek game and let them get some love? Who cares what happens? Jeff, too. 
says, mentioned many times, Bear passed away 40 years ago yesterday. He was 69. Saban is 71, will be 72 in October. I'd say Saban is taking care of himself much better than Bear did. Yeah, no, no doubt. Oh, there's no doubt about that. Yeah, Saban, I, I will say this. He looked like a year ago for the first time, and he still looks fantastic, right? But last year, during games, when obviously in his head he's being tormented, what he's looking at is not what he had mapped out. Problems all over the field. By there's by Alabama standards. And the weight of that and of course two losses. For the first time he looked beat down to me. But again by his Let's go by his standards, too. First time I've ever noticed it. Maybe this transition to 23 here rejuvenates him. These recruits coming in, new coordinators, all of that. Maybe that freshens him up. What was it he needed a couple of years ago? Was it his hip? Whatever, sir, remember he was hurting for that, and he got that fixed. That helped him about a few years back. Brad coming up in hour number three, Friday edition. Omni Nashville Hotel. Are you over 50? Would you like to get up to 33% more income in retirement? Then call now for this free book, Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers, from a leading financial firm on maximizing your income in retirement. That's right, free. This free book reveals little-known truths about annuities in simple-to-understand terms that will help you make the right choices before buying an annuity. And it's free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report, summarizing the rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. Call 800-715-9880. That's right. Annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling today. Call 800-715-9880. That's 800-715-9880. Sponsored by Annuity General. Producers have the appropriate licenses for the products they offer. Increased income is possible using strategies suited to your goals and may require buying multiple annuities and holding them Are you term. over 50? Would you like to get up to 33% more income in retirement? Then call now for this free book, Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers, from a leading financial firm on maximizing your income in retirement. That's right, free. This free book reveals little-known truths about annuities in simple-to-understand terms that will help you make the right choices before buying an annuity. Annuity. And it's free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report, summarizing the rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. Call 800-715-9880. That's right. Annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling today. Call 800-715-9880. That's 800-715-9880. 
Sponsored by Annuity General, producers have the appropriate licenses for the products they offer. Increased income is possible using strategies suited to your goals and may require buying multiple annuities and holding them full term. When was the last time you did something fun with family, friends, co-workers, and clients? What if I told you about a place under one roof that offers affordable entertainment for all ages? That's what you'll find at Strike and Spare Family Fun Centers in Donaldson, Hermitage, Tusculum, Hendersonville, and Murfreesboro with bowling, games, food, drink, and entertainment for all ages. Enjoy an enhanced experience in Hendersonville or Murfreesboro where they feature additional fun with bumper cars, laser tag, roller skating, and more. All locations are open seven days a week, including holidays. Visit online at strikeandspare.com. Strike and Spare, where fun is bowling. It's the afternoon stretch with Zach Williams and Bruno Reagan. I got to tell you something. It kind of self, it's kind of a self-embarrassing story. I'm just hanging out with my mom, and she's watching My 600-Pound Life. Great show. The woman was 670 pounds, and her boyfriend, I'm like, no way. Looks like me. <laughs> <laughs> the Afternoon Stretch. Afternoon Stretch. With Zach Williams and Bruno Reagan. Get into the Bill King Show, 615-844-5600. He doesn't charge by the minute. Next front. Very excited about that. The Miss EV top of the hour, hour number two on Friday, then right after that, Kevin Hagan, Brad Powers, hour number three. We get a lot of these emails, and I don't get to them all, obviously. Wish I did, but this is one sent to Kevin. Now, I'm not going to mention who this is because I don't have permission there, but it's it's an email, and it's a compliment to Kevin. Said, Kevin, I meant to write this over the holidays. Never got around to it. Just want to say how much I've thoroughly enjoyed listening to you each week on Bill's show. Your segment timed up perfectly with my drive to a Friday morning Bible study I'm in, and it was always a great way to start the weekend. As somebody who has been going to games my entire life, has been blessed enough to attend every Natty SEC championship game, the Iron Bowl, since I was seven. I consider myself pretty knowledgeable about college football, yet I always heard something interesting from you and learned something I didn't know during your segment. I think that's a testament to how good you were with your time. There was never any doubt that you knew what you were talking about. Always an informative listen, and your opinions usually articulated exactly what a lot of us were thinking. All that to say, after listening to you and your last segment over Thanksgiving, I felt the desire to write you and express how much I enjoyed listening to you. Well, to this emailer, he's coming back. But, no, we get a lot of those. About Kevin. Yeah, we get we get a lot of those emails to us about Kevin. And that, that was actually sent to Kevin. He sent it to me yesterday. Hurricane Mario, Bill, those midweek cancellation baseball games weren't about burning up arms. It was about 
not wanting to lose a midweek non-conference game in order to get into the postseason as a four seed. Ben, you talked about letting some of those play in baseball. How cool would it be if they brought back the JV college football? You know what? JV college football, at least down here now, ended very early 80s. I actually went to a JB, and, and I think I've told you this, Tennessee-Georgia game. It was midweek in Knoxville, like on a Wednesday maybe. I don't remember the day. And it was, let me think about the year. It was, I think it was the fall of 1979. I think so. And I was so excited because all these recruits that I had kept up with, and back then, very few freshmen got on the field. Everybody redshirted. You take your class, you'd redshirt them. I mean, for every Herschel Walker, there's another million that got redshirted. And they had JV ball. Now, they didn't play a lot of games, just a couple of games. And I remember, and I don't even remember what happened in the game. It wasn't really important. I was just trying to pick out players, right, in the game. But, yeah, that would be cool. But right now, I mean, we're going back 40-plus years. They don't do that anymore. It would be kind of cool. I Heck, I'd rather watch that. I'd certainly rather watch that than some practice. which they don't even let you go too much anymore anyways, but that'd be interesting. A bunch of young guys who aren't yet getting on the field in a JV game would be interesting to me. I'd like to see how are these guys developing. That'd be fun. But, no, you won't see that. They're, they're too worried about roster management and maybe if somebody gets hurt. or They just, no, those days are over. But, Ben, I, I would absolutely love that. Yeah, I would absolutely enjoy that too if they if they did that. I think I saw Tennessee play TMI. Was it TMI? It was it was what was the military school up in East Tennessee that had that had a football team, a college team. It wasn't it was a military something because it was a Georgia one too, GMI. Georgia Military Institute, but the one up in Tennessee, it was it's East Tennessee, was it? Oh, I'm forgetting. Big Joe actually went up there and played before he went to Sanford, before he joined Jimbo, that's true, at Sanford down in Birmingham to play, where Jimbo played, where Big Joe played. But there was a military school up in East Tennessee, and I saw Tennessee played them too, JV on them. And, heck, that school had a bunch of guys. That military school had a bunch of guys go SEC. Ben Tamarello, remember him? Played at Auburn, early 80s. He was there. Yeah, he was there. Yeah, I saw, I saw some dudes, man. 
but no, they don't. Those days are gone. Those days are long gone, unfortunately. Yeah, I would I would check those out. Heck, heck, televise them. <laughs> yeah, put them on TV. I'd watch it. Brad, in about 15 minutes, if you have any questions for him, just hold him a few more. And we'll break Brad. Omni Nashville Hotel. locations nationally including Smyrna. Star Leasing Company is a semi-trailer one-stop shop and the perfect place to build a career as a semi-trailer mechanic. Seeking candidates with all levels of experience, Star Leasing Company has a semi-trailer technician trainee program with sign-on and quarterly bonuses and other opportunities such as $1,000 for having a yearly physical. Package also includes 401k with company match, health, dental, and vision insurance, competitive pay with weekly paychecks and paid holidays and time off. Star Leasing Company, not your typical semi-trailer leasing company. It's StarLeasing.com to learn Are you tired of your current vehicle maybe looking for a new or pre-owned vehicle hey guys it's zach hayes nissan of rivergate is the best choice for your vehicle needs located at 1550 calton pike north in madison hayes nissan of rivergate has been serving the middle tennessee community for over three decades that gives you confidence that hayes nissan of rivergate can find the perfect vehicle for your lifestyle and your budget their friendly and knowledgeable staff will make sure you are taken care of i should know because i've seen it firsthand every vehicle i've purchase has been from Hayes Nissan of Rivergate and I love the entire process. Now, I don't want you to forget about their award-winning parts and service department. It has everything you need to get you back on the road. Go visit them on the web at nissanofrivergate.com. They're open there 24/7, 365 days a year. Or give them a call at 615-865-7220. Again, that number is 615-865-7220. That's Hayes Nissan of Rivergate where your dollar always goes farther. Dazzling diamonds, royal rubies, elegant emeralds, and stunning sapphires. Now's the time to discover an exquisite variety of radiant, prize-winning jewels that are set to take your breath away. This gorgeous, one-of-a-kind display won't be found at the finest jewelry stores, but rather at your nearest Tennessee Lottery retailer with Jumbo Bucks Jewels Instant Games. Collect glistening top prizes of up to $300,000 and make every win sparkle. Only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. Howdy, folks. I'm back to remind you about the best steakhouse in Music City, Bob's Steak and Chop House. The only place in Middle Tennessee to get A5 Wagyu steaks cooked to perfection. And when that special day rolls around to treat that special someone, make your reservation now at Bob's Steak and Chop House. From petite fillets to massive tomahawk ribeyes. When somebody asks where's the beef, you tell them Bob's Steak and Chop House. Make your Valentine's Day reservations now and treat the best in your life with the best in Nashville. Bob's Steak and Chop House at the Omni Nashville Hotel. Nashville Sports Radio 
Radio 560 on 95.9 FM has been your home for sports for 20 years. From typewriters to Twitter, fax machines to Facebook, we have you covered 24-7 and on the go. Finding us online is as easy as at Nash Sports Radio. Twitter, at Nash Sports Radio. SoundCloud, at Nash Sports Radio. Facebook, at Nash Sports Radio. Or search your app store for WNSR. 20 years of sports. Anytime, anywhere. From Nashville Sports Radio 560 on 95.9 FM. Hashtag fat side up. Tweet to Bill at Bill is King to enter the arena of ideas. I did not know Bill, I saw an interview with Jim Nance this morning about the passing of Billy Packer. It said Jim Nance's current location is Nashville. He said, I'm researching and I found out where he lives. It's in the Belmead area. I'm just, that's, that's general. How about that? I did not know that. Jim Nance lives here. I did not know that. So many people live here from all walks of the world that you would maybe you wouldn't be surprised i'm talking about rock rock and rollers all over the place here all over the place dom up in pittsburgh pa the meeting of the waters when it comes to the Monongahela and Allegheny rivers up there. <laughs> the confluence. Yes, the confluence. Bill, doesn't Navy do something like JV football with their freshmen? They're known as plebes. Yeah, plebes freshmen. I think they do. Now, I know a guy at Army who coaches – and I forget what they call the team, but it's 150 pounds and under. It's padded tackle football. And, again, I forget what they call it. And he's been up there. I think he's from the south, but he's been up there coaching for quite some time. And occasionally he'll send me a message or two. And I forget I, – again, I forgot what they called it, but, yes, and it's it's – it's a certain weight division. I think you have to be literally under – I don't even think it's 170 pounds. I think it's maybe 150. How are you going to get linemen? That means your dude that weighs 148, he's an offensive tackle? What is that? How does that work? I could be wrong about the the rules, but but he coaches a league up there. Kevin in Mule Town. Bill, I think that East Tennessee football team that Big Joe played on was Brushy Mountain State Prison. <laughs> no. <laughs> what was the name of the uh, – maybe it was TMI, Tennessee Military Institute. Maybe that was it. I, I can't I can't remember. But, yes, they had some dudes on that team. I mean, some guys – Went on to play all kinds of big league stuff. 
and that thing shut down. Oh, boy. I don't even think it got uh, – well, I think it lasted through the mid to late 80s. Y'all looked at – somebody look up Tennessee Military Institute and tell me what you see. But they had they had a football – they had a good football program. But it went away fast. Tom in Myrtle Beach. Now, Tom is about to get the heck out of Dodge. Tom is relocating – to Jamaica. He's taking his pappy's bottle and he's going to Jamaica. Said Bill, countdown radio until the Masters 68 days. Until the Masters. Right after the final four. I I don't I mean I'll have the Masters on. I, I'm not a big golf guy. One reason is because I'm miserably bad at it. But just sitting there on TV, it's it's hard for me. But the Masters is kind of cool. I'll have it on because it signifies to me now, it's just one of those signs every year of the spring. I love that transition. I love the various seasons. But when you're finally getting through the cold weather, and we're doing that now, we're we're battling through here. Yesterday got kind of nippy here again. And then you get to the spring and you're starting to see things bloom and grass is getting green and you get that kind of springy smell in the air. And the Masters is one of those that, that reminds me of that, right? It's a good time. It reminds me every year, that time of year, I want to plant things too. I'll go to Lowe's or Home Depot or a garden center. I'm just seeing all that. I'm try- I, I want all this stuff. Sweet pota- I love those sweet potato vines, right? The, the green ones or the purple ones that, that, that just extend forever once they get to growing. Love those things, man. Absolutely love them. So that's, that's, a good, that's a good time of year. All right, if you want to go ahead and post for Brad, you can. Brad Powers, if you have questions about the uh, – Final four in the NFL playoffs. See, I'm a college guy, so that's the way we say it. The conference championship games. If you have any questions there for Brad, Brad will be there poised for you. Any college questions? If you have any, what would be the spread, Brad, on this hypothetical game? We can do that one, too. Not not a problem at all. Brad is there for you. He's not doing basketball right now, at least publicly he's not. And he won't do that until we get to March. Once we get into March, he will be full-fledged into it. He's probably studying out pretty, pretty seriously right now. But once we get all the way to that transition, Brad will be ready for you guys. So go ahead and post your questions. Use the hashtag AskBP. Ask BP. We'll get to it. Hour number three. Happy Pride. Omni Nashville Hotel.
ABC News, I'm Justin.